Bad Smell, my weekly market review, October 1st, 2023. The month of September duly lived up to its stock-killing reputation, and there was a strong sense of good riddance from investors as markets closed on Friday. On the bright side, October's following losing September's have a history of being rather good for stock prices, and November to December is historically a strong season. Last week began with a predictable but mild snapback rally on Monday after the carnage that had followed the outcome of the most recent Fed meeting the week before. But the relief was short-lived. By Tuesday, markets across the board were back in freefall after consumer confidence and expectation readings cratered and data showed new home sales plunging almost 9% in a month. The mood was also not helped by announcements that Amazon is getting sued by the Federal Trade Commission and by 17 states for so-called monopolistic practices, and that Target is closing nine stores in four states, including one in Manhattan, due primarily to massive levels of organized retail theft, or an increase in shrink, as the corporate speak calls it, and attacks on store staff. The market took a breather on Wednesday and ended the day a little changed, which was actually quite an impressive performance in the face of a big jump in oil prices that day to the highest level in over a year, a still ripping US dollar, and the highest 10-year Treasury interest rates since Shaggy strongly protested that it wasn't him in late 2000, dragging mortgage rates even higher. And of course, the sense was that we had all moved one day closer to the world's most pointless and unnecessary government shutdown, caused by the burn-it-all-down mob in Congress making a fool of the clueless and impotent Speaker of the House. In the end, at least as of time of publication, it seems that the can is being kicked down the road by a 45-day last-minute stopgap measure which means we'll likely go through all this embarrassing shit again in just a few weeks. Investors came back in with some cautious dip buying on Tuesday, Thursday, excuse me, sensing perhaps that things had fallen a bit too far, a bit too fast, and both surging oil prices and the rocketing US dollar pulled back a little bit. But the buying felt like it lacked any passionate enthusiasm. The stock prices seemed to tick up only grudgingly. Friday saw a resumption of the slide after a brief morning spike, resulting from some hopeful inflation data ran out of steam, and hopes of avoiding a government shutdown seemed to evaporate. Wall Street traders trudged home in a horrendous Manhattan rainstorm, which seemed to sum up another gloomy week that ended a pretty miserable month and a difficult quarter. I'll be releasing my quarterly market review in the next few days for more details. There is a slight whiff of stagflation in the air. That is the toxic, simultaneous combo of high inflation and unemployment and slowing growth. And that is a bad smell for stock markets. Any further data releases that point in that direction are not going to be well received by investors, as they may pose an existential threat to the validity of the three pillars, one, no landing or soft landing, two, disinflation, and three, Fed done or almost done with rate hikes, upon which this year's rally has been built.
Indeed, these pillars are single-handedly the only rationale for stock prices being any higher in 2023 than they were in 2022. And if they begin to crumble, then so could the entire stock market. The final revision of the second quarter GDP, gross domestic product, showed last week that the rate of economic growth in the U.S. was unchanged from the second estimate, holding steady at an annualized rate of 2.1%. We also learned on Friday that the Fed's favorite inflation measure, the Core Personal Consumption Expenditures, PCE Price Index, increased just 0.1% in August, lower than expected, indicating an annual core inflation rate of 3.9%, which was in line with expectations. For a further meaningful decline to occur in stocks, we will have to see, one, a clear slowing of growth, and or two, a real rebound in inflation. To be clear, this data is not showing yet. Neither of these are evident in the data, and that's a good thing. Looking forward, however, if the data does show either or even both problems occurring, do not be at all surprised by a swift 10 to 15% fall in stock prices, likely worse than that for tech names and YUC stocks. As the three pillars deteriorate, if the data shows that neither problem is happening, the S&P 500 could easily rally back a couple of hundred points higher from here. And if the data remains mixed, contradictory, or inconclusive, then expect conditions to continue to be choppy around current levels until such time as things break one way or the other. So what does a good outcome look like? More good inflation reports, meaning that the consumer price index and the core PC price index are flat or decline further. Goldilocks growth, including no decline in retail sales and no spike in consumer credit. Mild and gradual softening of the labor market. Monthly job creation in the mid to low 100,000 area. Job openings back below 8 million. An end to the expected Federal Reserve interest rate hikes and at least two rate cuts in 2024. A solid third quarter earnings season which begins on October 13th, particularly from the so-called Magnificent Seven. That's Apple, Alphabet, NVIDIA, Amazon, Microsoft, Meta, and Tesla. And finally, any government shutdowns there are will only last for a few days at the most. What does a bad outcome look like? Inflation rebounds, CPI and core PCI, PCE price indexes rise. We get a growth scare. For example, retail sales fall, consumer credit deteriorates. The labor market does not soften, meaning unemployment does not rise back up to around 4% and or job openings remain stubbornly high. Markets come to expect another interest rate hike, probability viewed as being over 50%, and either zero or only one rate cut in 2024. Disappointing earnings for the third quarter in general, but for the Magnificent Seven in particular. And any government shutdowns there are last for two weeks or more. 